Hey, everyone, you've probably heard by now that this episode of The Final Forecast is brought to you in part by The Book Exchange. It's where Mountaineers go to look their best in the latest styles. Recorded live in Japan, Israel, Mexico, and Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is The Final Forecast. Welcome to another episode of The Final Forecast. I am your one of your hosts, Kevin Jones. I have my lovely co-host with me, Ashley. That's me. And we got our producer, Dave, and we have a special guest with us, Nathan Adrian. How are you, brother? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm straight, man. Long time no speak, man. You've been out in France doing your thing. I'm hearing great things about you. How you, how you like it out there, man? Yeah, we're doing good. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot different than anything I'm used to, but I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. I'm definitely enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, man, that's that's what's up. I know it's always a it's always a struggle overseas. Uh, some certain things and uh, getting used to the team, just getting used to the lifestyle in general, wherever you go. So, I know it's tough, and I know you probably got some stories for us that we would like to hear. I hope you do. Do you? True. I mean, I'm sure we can come up with something. All right, all right. <laughs> that's what's up. Ash, what's going on? How you been? I've been pretty good, obviously. Uh, it's snowing here today, which has been unusual because we've been seeing 60, 70 degree temperatures. So uh, it's actually winter here in West Virginia again. Mm, yeah, West Virginia weather is bipolar to me. I feel like one, like at 3 p.m. it'll be uh, sunny and shining outside. And by 6, it'll be a snowfall. Like it's crazy. Like West Virginia weather has always been crazy to me. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. It can't make up its mind. Yeah. But, uh, Nate, what's it been like getting back into basketball, man? Uh, that part's been great. Um, I'm loving playing again. I uh, love getting back in shape. Uh, lost 35 pounds already. Sheesh! Woo! That's, that's good. Yeah, down like 225 already. Dang, that's, that's, freshman, that's freshman year at, at WVU, Nate, huh? That's, that's freshman. Yeah, well, I, I don't have exactly the weight program that I had at WVU, so... It's a little different how how is the um how is the weight program speaking of like how is i know most overseas teams um we they practice twice a day with one being a weight session how has that been i mean obviously it's nothing like wvu but do you think it's like comparable or not nothing close uh what i'm currently in it's nothing close so i mean i'm in the third division of france so like we don't have nearly the resources of anything that i'm used to or anything that can compare to most of the top division leagues over here. Um, so we do have two practices a day, but one's optional. And basically when you go in there, you're doing your own thing. If you want to work out, if you want to lift, you can lift. If you want to go shoot, you're out there rebounding for yourself. So it's definitely a little different. You kind of got used to it. You got you to gotta be more motivated to go chase around a ball by yourself and shoot. You know what I mean? Sheesh, you don't, they, they don't even have a, a manager? They don't have a, uh, like anybody to go and rebound for you? Uh, Every our assistant got coaches there sometimes. Our assistant coaches there sometimes and he'll <laughs> rebound for me, but if he's not there, then I'm by myself. Man, that's the, that's the grind for real. That's the real grind for sure. We're doing it. We're doing it. Dang. Well, what's it been like, you know, being overseas too? I mean, because you're not used to that. I mean, so 
how's that adjustment been? Actually, I used to it a lot quicker than I thought I would. Um, once I was over here, it was pretty pretty easy. Um, food, I don't mind because I'm, I'm not picky, so that's never been a problem. Uh, the language is the only thing that's really bothered me. Um, mm. Just I hear no English ever because I'm the only American on my team also. So it's all French all the time. Oh, wow. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang, yeah. and most and most teams is usually at least two or three Americans at at minimum. But dang, you don't. Exactly. I don't think I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. That has to be uh, super tough. So, how do you? Does your coach speak English? Does Does the other players on your team speak English? How do you deal with that? Uh, there's three or four players that speak pretty good English. Uh, the coach tries, but he's hard to understand sometimes. So, my point guard speaks really good English, so he he pretty much translates everything to me. Well, that's good. Okay, yeah, it makes it nice. Got you, got you. Go ahead, Ash. So what was it like? Yeah, what was it like being away from your family for the holidays? Because we talk about this with the guys all the time. I don't know how you guys do it. So what was that like this year? Well, I actually got lucky. Um, Thanksgiving, my entire family came out here. So I had my mom, dad, brother, his wife, and sister. They all came, and we had Thanksgiving here in Bordeaux. Mm. And then I actually got a week off for Christmas. So I got to go home and... So I didn't actually miss any holidays this year. It definitely would have been tough if I had to, though, because Christmas is a big deal in my family. So first right. time I'm going to miss that's going to going to be tough. Nate found Oof. time during the holiday season to go on Tony Caridi's podcast, didn't you, Nathan? Oh, I did. Yeah, wow. I did All right. make it. Huh? Yeah, betrayal. Hey, this is the first time I've been invited here. No, no, it's no, it's not. Yes, it no, is. it's not. Yes, I'm sure one of us true. invited you. You just didn't want to take the invitation. Not one of you have. That is not true. <laughs> Well, the important part is you're here with us now, exactly. Nate. So that's what's important. That's all that matters, <laughs> man. Hey, so so what made you decide to try overseas? Because I know we had a couple conversations during the summer, and I always I always told you, like, man, if you really wanted to play, you can still play. And it just seems like it never interests you to do that. So what was the deciding factor for you to go and try overseas basketball? Really, it was because of the TBT and starting to work out, start working out with on every day and just getting back in the rhythm of it and you realize how much you do miss the actual working out, having a schedule, getting in there, playing, being around guys and all that kind of stuff. Um, that kind of just made me realize that there wasn't anything I'm going to be doing at home that's going to make me as happy as playing basketball. So I might as well give it a shot while I still can. And I really didn't know if I would have an opportunity still because I mean, most people that just take two years off generally don't get another shot. So I got fortunate and, making the most of it we'll just work my way up from here that's cool man that's cool yeah and i and uh i know you you were a big um you were a big part of the tbt i thought just with uh coming off the bench and like your hustle and everything that you provided for us you think you think about playing again uh next uh this summer coming up or what you think or you haven't even thought about that yet no man i'll be there if i get that invite i'm definitely playing again that was a fun experience and i know We'll, uh, we're, we're more educated on how it works, and I think we'll, uh, we'll be a little more successful this year. I think so, too. Yeah, have you guys been following – well, I know Kev has. Nate, have you been following WVU basketball this year? Oh, absolutely. What are your thoughts? Keeping up with it as much as I can. Uh, I think they're an extremely talented team. I think they're uh, gifted, but they get beat when they don't play physical enough, and that's been evident in their two losses. Um, what they do is – they pound you inside and they pound you on the glass. And if they don't do that, then they're not going to be successful. Um, Kansas State really found a way to exploit it. I mean, they 
shot the hell out of the ball, but that's still no excuse. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to imagine. Coach, Coach Hux always says, do what you do. And yeah. they definitely didn't do what they're supposed to do. That's true. Do you think it has something to do with, I mean, the team's still pretty young and they're just now finding their groove. Do you think that has a lot to do with it? Absolutely. Playing on the road in the Big 12 is a different kind of animal. I mean, flying four hours uh, once or twice a week, it kind of wears on you. Playing at home is the easy part. You're supposed to win all the games at home. It's the team that goes on the road and finds ways to win the Big 12 is the one that's usually successful. That's very true. And, you know, I think a lot of people overlook that about WVU. You know, we're in the Big 12, which is mostly, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, those states. And we are constantly traveling and not getting to play around our area like they do. And I think people overlook that a lot. Absolutely, they do. And every other team that has to come and play us complains about traveling to us one time. (laughs) We should do it nine times. We don't want to – don't even care what you have to say. But it's definitely definitely a big deal. I miss – I, w- I wish we would, could have stayed in the Big East. That was definitely my goal yeah. growing up was playing the Big East, but it is what it is and made the most out of it. Or did did you enjoy playing? I mean, I know the competition was great, but did you actually enjoy playing in the Big 12? And I know, I'm sure you didn't enjoy the the long road trips and stuff like that, but was there, like you said, you, you wish you could have played in the Big East, but was it enjoyable? Like even just going to like Allen Fieldhouse and playing against Kansas and the, you know, those crazy environments that was that enjoyable for you or you were more like, uh, I don't want to. No, 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 it was absolutely enjoyable. There are some of the craziest environments in the country in the big 12 uh, people overlook Kansas state itself when they were good was one of the crazier places we played. Iowa state when they were good was crazy. West Virginia when we're good can get crazy. Kansas is always crazy. Um, and that aspect, it's a lot of fun. The only reason I say I wish I would have played in the Big East is because that's just what I grew up watching. That's the rivalries I knew. If I never grew up there, if I was just a kid coming into OU, then I would love to play in the Big 12. That wouldn't bother me at all. But, you know, it's just different being around, watching you guys play in the Big East, going to the Big East tournament, stuff like that. But uh, the Big 12 tournament is also very underrated. Kansas City is a really cool city to uh, to go visit and watch that never- tournament. If you ever retired, yeah, never been. Uh, I'll tell him Nate referred me. Thank you. I'd be a retirement spot. Yeah, there you go. They they got a whole uh whole block of bars right by the stadium. They got big ass TV that's outside that plays all the games. It's really cool. Interesting. Nice. Do you still talk to Coach Huggins? Uh, I saw him over Christmas break. I, I haven't talked to him. He's not much of one to use the telephone much, so I haven't even tried to call him. But uh, I, I talked to him for 30, 45 minutes when I was I went over to one of their practices over Christmas break. So it was good to catch up with him. He's, he, he looks good. He looks uh, better than he did last year. That's for sure. Yeah, when it, when it will do that. Oh, definitely. When, <laughs> when it will make anybody feel better, for sure. <laughs> Especially for him. Especially him. Facts. Was there uh was there any time during like the off season or any time when you weren't playing ball that uh you maybe thought about like coaching or maybe trying to take it take the James Long route, maybe be an assistant coach, video coordinator, something like that, or you just kinda was away from basketball like at in every capacity? Uh, I was definitely thinking about it. I was trying to find a way to get back into basketball. Um that first year I was done, I was kinda done with basketball at that point. Um, didn't want to coach right then. I didn't want to get back into that that grind of it. But then I, the year after that, I started announcing those games, and uh, I really just love being back in it, watching film, 
learning about other teams, stuff like that. So that, that really uh, started motivating me to want to get back in, involved in the game somehow. And I'm definitely going to coach someday. Uh, once I'm done playing over here, I'm, I'm going to get into it as soon as possible. So yeah. coaching is definitely in my future. Is there like a mental nice. block you had to overcome when you went from just not playing basketball anymore to starting again? How difficult was that for you? Uh, that part wasn't actually too hard for me. Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I never really felt like I was, I never really stopped playing. I mean, I'd practice with the team every once in a while. I'd go play open gym. Um, I'd find ways to still play. Uh, I obviously wasn't in any kind of shape, but I'd still find ways to play. And, uh, I knew I still had the skill set that I needed to play. It was just a matter of making the effort to actually get in shape and, and physically being able to play again, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. I, hey. Yeah, because for most people, there would be a big, there would be a huge mental block, you know, like, can I still do this? You know, almost, I'm sure it's like riding a bike, like you don't forget how to play, but I still feel like a lot of people like myself, if I got out of, I don't know, doing radio for years, I'd be nervous the first time getting back on air because it's like, am I still good at this? So that's great that you didn't have to overcome that. Honestly, it's probably the opposite for me because I was all mental aspect of the game kind of went away from me because I was out of shape, hadn't played for two years. I was 260 pounds. I wasn't supposed to be good anymore. So I could just <laughs> go out there. Basically anything good I did, it looked good on me. So it was kind of the opposite yeah. for me, if that makes sense. I think for you <laughs> totally yeah, for sure. And I, I think for you because like I feel like your basketball IQ just being around you and playing with you in open gym and you know when we would go against the younger guys that your basketball IQ is very high. So I feel like even even though guys can be out of shape, if your basketball IQ is still there, like you'll find a way, like your your knack for uh you know getting rebounds or making passes, like you're a really good passer too. Uh, I I think that always translates no matter what kind of shape you're in. Of course, you want to be in the best shape possible, but I feel like basketball IQ can help out a lot with getting back into the swing of things. Absolutely. That's always been my, my strong suit is knowing how to play and knowing certain things about the game. Um, that's why whenever I'm most successful, I'm playing with guys that know how to play. Uh, like when I play with you and Day and Al, uh, you guys also have high basketball IQ, so it definitely helps me to be more successful And because I know that you know what you need to do. And then, I don't know, it's hard to explain without actually like showing somebody, but knowing that everyone else around you knows what they're, they're supposed to do too, it makes it easier on you. True. Yeah. 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 Spe- speaking of basketball IQ, uh, I was always, um, because you you talked about it earlier, being um, doing some of the WVU games, and I watched one of the games that you uh, – that you uh, analyzed and spoke about. And I like the fact that you don't overcomplicate what you say. Like you straight to the point, like you say it so that people who don't know much about basketball can like digest it and understand. Some people that I've seen like overanalyze and you're good at what you're saying, but you're, you don't overanalyze it. And I, yeah, I think that's the problem with most announcers. They overanalyze the game to the point where the common person who doesn't really know what's happening on the basketball court can't understand it. So I kind of wanted to make it simplified, explain to the people what's actually happening in plays and what actually might have went wrong or what actually went right instead of trying to get down to the technical analysts of a play or anything like that. I just wanted 
to make it so people, the common person, could understand the game a little bit more of it. Yeah. Now, is oh, go ahead, Ash. Yeah, that's. I say that's brilliant because someone like me, half the time I'm watching the TV and I'm like, what on earth are they talking about? (laughs) I mean, I understand basketball, but not that much. And nobody needs to know why somebody did a double back screen to a ball screen or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Is there any thoughts maybe being an analyst someday? Because I could see that Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I mean, I would do it. Uh, It just kind of depends. I want to play basketball for a few years until I'm ready to give that up. I'm not going to, I'm just going to see what opportunities come up after that. Mm. Um, I'd like to coach. Uh, I'd like to be more involved with the actual game part, but if that doesn't work out, then I definitely, definitely look into being an analyst because I just want to be around the game in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if John keeps missing the podcast, we might have an extra seat. Mm. <laughs> true. <laughs> this is true. Kick him out. <laughs> Deshaun's got an excuse. He's seven hours behind, uh, seven hours ahead. So that's always a cluster. But yeah. John, John is always just out too late. Yes, he doesn't care. He doesn't so Nate, out. you are a Morgantown kid that made good. How was that like growing up around WVU and then playing? I know you've probably said this a billion times in interviews, but it's the first time we've had you on our show, so suck it. Um, <laughs> what was that like? What was that like uh, being a local kid and, and playing for WVU? Uh, it was great. Um, I was such a big fan growing up, uh, watching even from Beeline's teams that made runs in tournaments to these guys' teams that went to the Final Four. I was a huge fan. I, I mean, I made it to almost every home game possible unless I had my, a game of my own. So that was awesome. That kind of became a problem when I started playing for WVU, actually, because I was such a big fan my freshman year still that I was, like, I was getting worked up on the bench. I was excited, like, Overly yeah. excited, <laughs> like because I was such a fan. So you kind of had to separate separate yourself from the fanhood aspect of it in order to play on the team, and that was a little different for me. But I mean, it was a dream come true. Every, everything I ever wanted came true in that aspect. So I have no complaints at all. That's awesome because you actually know what it's like. Not many people have that ability. You know, you're sitting on the bench playing in the game. You know what those fans are feeling like in the stands. Yeah, that's definitely. Can be a good thing, but it's also not a good thing because you know exactly how much I care. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get way too invested. Exactly. Now, did you always want to play basketball? Did you play other sports? Yeah, I played football, but basketball is always my main sport. Um, I probably could have played football if I if I stuck with it, but I quit after my sophomore year mm. of high school because I was just not enough time. As much AAU stuff that I was playing, there was no time in the summer for football practice or anything yeah. like that because i figured being from west virginia I, I would say you know basketball is grown here of course of course since coach huggins but i think that you know most of the most of the local kids are more attracted to football than they are basketball you don't see a whole i mean maybe you'll see once a class that a west virginia kid is on the on the wvu basketball team but it's more more like football than anything so i will yes yeah, so yeah, absolutely i mean before Hugs, there was rarely ever many West Virginia kids. I mean, there'd be one occasionally, but now it seems every year he's got two or three on the team. And I think it's important to Hugs to have those guys on the team because they do know what it means to the people of the state. And they they kind of bring a, a an aspect of showing everybody else how important it is and caring and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's definitely yeah. an important part. Now you're in the inaugural yeah. class of Best Virginia, too. So you just keep serving oh, yeah. that state line. 
Do what I can. It's a legend. Yeah. Represent Local legend. The Local legend. <laughs> so I like. You know, Kev, we Kev, we didn't talk to you about your thoughts on the Mountaineers this season. I think they're doing great. Uh, I think they're doing better than expected, actually. Um, they had a couple times, mm-hmm. they had a couple games where, um, you know, they got down, they could have folded, but um, especially being as as young as they are, and I mean, and not young, not so much young, but inexperienced as they are too, because this is like, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but like eight, probably like six, seven new players on the team, right? Maybe more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um just for yeah, them to, yeah, just for them to come as close together as they have in this uh short amount of time. Well, I mean it's midway through the season now, but in those earlier games um that they did, I, I, it's good to see and I seen that during the summer too that uh they they like playing alongside each other and they and it looks like they're playing for each other each game and they're happy for each other's success. So I think that's the main thing when it comes to being successful a successful team. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a big difference is actually like being around each other. That makes coming to practice and playing against each other and competing every day a big, a lot easier. And you're, that way you're going to play harder and practice every day. It's going to translate into games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing's for sure. We definitely don't have a lack of talent on that team. Our bench is deep, which is awesome. Yeah, I I agree. And I, especially with um uh, Miles, uh Miles McBride coming off the bench. I think that he brings yeah. that a certain spark, and I like his attitude. Not that he doesn't care, but he's not scared to make mistakes or scared to take big shots in certain situations. And um, from what I've seen from him during the summer, he he works hard. He's a hard worker. So you know, if co- uh, coach sees that you're in the gym and you're practicing the shots that you're uh, putting up in the game, he he gives you more rain. He gives you more freedom. So it looks like uh, he's taking full advantage of that. Definitely. I mean, one thing's for sure. I mean, we're still a growing team. We're going to have growing pains, but I think there's a lot to be hopeful for in the future and the continuation of this season as well. I think so. Absolutely. I think especially next year and the year after that, we have a, we have a lot of, a lot of potential going forward. It just depends on how much of the team stays intact. I should say, uh, you never know about Oscar, uh, I mean, he could be drafted at any point in time. He's such a freak athlete. So yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see him stay as, as long as he can, but you just never know. Listeners. Our friends at the Book Exchange want you to look your best at upcoming football and basketball seasons. You can get 25% off the largest selection of WVU apparel and souvenirs at the BX with promo code BX4 Final Four. That code again is BX4 F I N A L four. You can use this code at either store in Morgantown or online at bookexchangewv.com. The entire family can look the best with thousands of name brand styles for men, women, and those mini mountaineers. Well, you know, Nate, we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, so we have to ask you too your favorite Bob Huggins mm-hmm. story. <laughs> That I can't tell anytime, <laughs> like curse, cursing you out, something funny that you said, maybe not even to you, but just in the locker room, something. I know you got something. We've heard some crazy ones, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, there's not one story, but my favorite memories of coming into halftime. Anytime we we played back in the first half in the old locker room, the way it was set up, you come into a room and then you, you go straight, you go through another door. 
and you turn left, and that's where all of our lockers were. So the door was like to the front right. And anytime that we played bad, you knew he was mad. You wouldn't know when he's coming. All you'd hear is a water bottle come flying through the door and smack against the other <laughs> wall. And then he'd come in and just start ripping us. Oh, that was man. probably I – mean, I'd, I'd have to sit there with a towel over my face because I'd be laughing. <laughs> so he'd just chuck that water bottle as hard as he can every time. And that'd be a long 15 minutes. He, he ever caught you or anybody laughing? Because I know uh, he caught John laughing one time and he kicked John out of practice because <laughs> he started laughing. Did he ever catch anybody on the team laughing? Not when I was there. He never caught anybody laughing when I was there. But there were definitely times I had to turn around and do something else to not distract it's myself. Impossible. It's, hard it's impossible. It's impossible. It's hard. It's impossible. How do you expect like the stuff that comes out of his mouth, like us to just sit there straight face? Like it's impossible. Yeah. Oh, I never could. I always had Tyler in my face. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's probably a good. Thing. Oh, he did catch me laughing one time. Did he? <gasps> what, what? What happened? It wasn't. It wasn't at him though. We were playing Kansas State, and uh, John. Holt, I was sitting by Billy Hawn. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, of course. <laughs> And he shot a free throw, and he, we, we were like, we shoot awful from the free throw in that game. And John shot his first one, he missed it, and Coach Hahn said something to me about something completely different. <laughs> I started laughing. And Hugs turned around to say something to Coach Harrison, saw me laughing, and just, for the next three timeouts, they were all about me laughing, thinking it was funny how we missed a free throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, Huggins is just, I don't know. I don't think he even realizes how funny he really is, but he's a trip. No, he he's funny, bro. And just out of curiosity, do you guys think this could be Huggins' year in the Hall of Fame? It should be. Right? It should have been five years ago, but. Exactly. Way past due. Yeah, it's hard to say it will be because they keep snubbing him. So, I don't know. It's almost like they're waiting for him to retire to put him in. But I know. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you guys on that for sure. Hello, Final Forecasters. I'm here to distract you and hide the fact we just made an edit to the episode. Okay, back to more of our incredible content. I don't know how much time you guys really have to go on the internet and see what's going on, but there is this hilarious subreddit that's been going around and everybody is talking about it. And it's shower thoughts. Now, obviously, I know I'm not alone on this. When you're in the shower and you don't have your phone or access to anything, you have the weirdest things that come into your mind. You know what I'm talking about? I think you're alone on this. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when you yeah, when you don't have your phone in your hand and you have to think about other things, yeah. Yeah. Some certain thoughts come in your head. What about you, Nothing Nate? crazy, though. Well, not crazy, but just weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Nate? Do you ever have strange thoughts come into your head while you're in the shower? Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't have the strange thoughts. I think a lot about, especially now that I'm here, I think a lot about my future and where I want to be and stuff like that. I'll right. sit there for, I, I mean, sometimes I just kind of get lost in thinking about it. So I never exactly. have crazy thoughts. I definitely know what you're talking about, though. I've read some of them. And I'm like, I don't know how people <laughs> think of that shit. I know, right? <laughs> Mine aren't that bizarre either, but I got to tell you, they're quite entertaining. Because, like, for instance, this one that I came across this morning, it's like theme parks can snap a crystal clear picture of you on a roller coaster going at 70 miles per hour, but bank cameras can't get a clear shot of a robber standing still. Huh. Which is an interesting <laughs> thought. And so true. Yeah. 
That is, it's, it's, that's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, priorities, people. Yeah, um, <laughs> trying to capture the wrong things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or like, lawyers hope you get sued. Doctors hope you get sick. Cops hope you're a criminal. Mechanics hope you have car trouble, but only a thief wishes you prosperity, <laughs> which is so true. <laughs> It's like the weirdest things. There's another one that's like, there should be a millennial edition of Monopoly where you just walk around the board paying rent, never able to buy anything. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's actually pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, And kind of sad. I never thought about that. Yeah, that is sad. That is sad. Is that is that what this is that what this uh, generation is coming to now? It's like, facts. That- uh, they did some research studies recently. Something like seventy percent of millennials will never be able to buy their own home. Seventy percent. Wow, I haven't heard yeah, that. I know. It? I did read something where a bunch of people don't want to because they don't like to be in one place anymore. People that just want to rent, want to be able to pick up and leave whenever they want. Nobody's like tied down to a job anymore. Oh, you know what? Let's, well, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because what you said was pertinent. You know, it would be nice if us Americans lived more like Europeans. You know how they they live in, you know, smaller houses because they travel a lot and they vacation a lot. Mm. Wonder why Americans don't do that. You know, we prefer to live in a huge house and drive really fancy cars than to actually have a life that's fulfilled and and worth doing, you know? As as a European, um, by birth, yeah, I checked it. Um, <laughs> a lot of that too is that they have so many countries just within like an hour away. So like yeah. flights are like twenty five euros to France from England uh, on an mm-hmm. on a no frills airline. So it's like oh, I'm going to go take the weekend off and uh, go to you know France for a weekend. So that's yeah. that's yeah. so much different than I'm going to go to New York, which is an hour away. And that's a $300 flight. That's so true. true. Yeah, I'm going next month alone. I'm going to Germany and Seattle. And then next weekend after that, I'm going to Spain with my friends. And the weekend after that, I'm going to Amsterdam. Dang. Shut the fuck up, Nate. Oh, dang. All right. Do it's a lot thing. easier. I got one game in a month. Oh, God. Yeah, I hate month. that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's I play the 14. Don't play for two weeks. Play a game. Then don't play for another two weeks. I have one game so between the 14th and March 15th. Dang. You're, your coach is pretty lenient then because a lot of coaches don't, no matter what time you guys have off, a lot of coaches don't let players go because they think, I don't know, they're either going to leave or they're going to do something stupid, which happens most of the time. But you got it seems like you got a pretty lenient team. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I, I'm definitely uh, – they're good. I, I, I like the team. I like the program a lot. I like the coach. So I, I really yeah. don't have much to complain about over here. <laughs> Also, they <laughs> Europe tends to have a lot more guaranteed vacation time. Like, I think a lot of countries have like six weeks vacation a year. Dang. It's like, yeah, like yeah. they they just have like a more of a work life culture, and and a lot of the houses too are smaller by how old they are and like what the standard is. Whereas like a lot of American homes are out of the suburbs; they were all like mass produced at the same time, mm-hmm. and then the standard template for a house came out. Um, like my grandma's house was a two bedroom, one bathroom, and it's the tiniest thing. I think it's smaller than most apartments, but it's like a good sized family home for a new family. And it's it's wow. crazy because like it's 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 one of these older like nineteen thirties like terraced houses. They're never separate. Um, they're all in a row, 
and you can't use the toilet after midnight because it wakes everybody up on the next house. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like someone's slowly dying. It's like, it's just like oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing. Everything's so old over here compared to home. I mean, America's only, what, 200 whatever years old yeah. compared to in Bordeaux alone, the town I'm in, everything was built in the 1500s, 1600s. So everything was built way before America was even a thing. It's all like mm-hmm. stone so like, and made to last, where yeah, we're like exactly. plywood and plastic siding. Plywood. For the first 20 years. <laughs> Hey, we were talking. What what is that? Uh, what's the toilet that uh, shoots water up your butt that John oh, likes? Oh, the so Toto. Much? Are you talking about the yeah. bidet? Or are we talking bidet, about the bidet? Yeah, you tried the bidet uh, yet? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't ran into any of those yet. You don't run into them. You're using them wrong. Don't lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope you didn't think there was like a water fountain or something. I hope you didn't. No, I hope I, you didn't make that mistake. No, I know what they are. John, 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 John loves Yes, John loves him. He he swears by them. Jessity has one now. <gasps> I'm what? sure. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Not yeah. Apparently they have like uh, just one they got off Amazon, but I think he's still holding out hope for the uh, three hundred dollar Japanese one with water fountains and LED lights and um, the Toto with the yeah. warm seat and all that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the only reason he's in the TBT is that he needs that uh, two million dollar <laughs> prize to. Justify the <laughs> just, just for his bidet. That's yeah. crazy. You don't. I mean, a warm seat. The warm seat is good when when it comes to that. The warm. I I I'll do the warm seat, but the whole water splashing up your. I just can't. But what about when you? <laughs> what about when you inherit someone else's warmth that was just on the seat before you in like a public bathroom? <laughs> why why do you say it like that? Inherit like it stays with you or something like. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a will. It's not yeah, a family will. You, like, don't you don't realize until you. You don't realize it till your cheeks down, and then you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, somebody else was here. Somebody, well, and spent significant time, time on it. Clearly, yeah. by that time it's too late. Like, there's nothing you can do. Just enjoy your enjoy your time. I guess nothing oh else you can God. do by then. That's too funny. And you know, do that's you, also where where guys and girls are completely different. Uh, I know that I, along with a lot of my girlfriends, like do not do number two in a public restroom. But guys seem to just like I don't know, not even sometimes care. you have to. Yeah, you got to. It's yeah, not a choice. Hits, yeah, if it hits, you got to. So you wouldn't do it in any circumstance. Like if you really got to go, you'd like what are you going to do, Ash? Like you wouldn't um, do it in any circumstance. Believe me, I will find a private bathroom somewhere. I don't care how far I got to go. If I got to drive home 45 minutes to get to that toilet, that's what I'm going to do. Notice the loophole where she says she doesn't use a public toilet. That doesn't mean she won't like crack open a door and do it on the interstate, like just on the oh, side wow. of the road. <laughs> I didn't, I did not, uh, that didn't come into my mind, but I don't I've want never, to. Want I've to never now. gone number two by the side of a road. That much I can assure you. Um, did you guys know that speaking of toilets, sorry about this, Nate, you've, you've joined us at a weird time. Um, <laughs> so there's this English, there's this English TV show called quite interesting and it's, it's a bunch of comedians and then they talk about facts and things and general ignorance and how everything, you know, is basically wrong. And mm-hmm. which toilet do you think is the cleanest? Is it the one closest like stall is, is cleanest? Do you think it's the one that's closest to the door or in the very far back? Closest to the door. Absolutely. Yeah. Because nobody no, uses no, no it. One uses that. Exactly. That's true. And then also, um, toilet seats by their nature are resistant to bacteria. So, like, if someone pees on it, if you wipe it off, it's pretty much good. 
But if you like nest down, you're giving your chance more likely to, to catch something because it's absorbed into the paper onto you. Isn't no that crazy? Kidding. Yeah. Hmm. <gasps> Interesting. I never even, I, I, I never would have thought of that. So I always thought that putting paper down was the more sanitary thing to do. So when you inherit their warmth, Ash, <laughs> don't <laughs> inherit their water too. <laughs> yeah, this, touché, touché. This got out of hand really quick. That's pretty thin well, for as us. Usual. What, do, what do you expect? As usual. It's fine. Help spread the word about our podcast. Leave us a review and tell a friend. Do you think as Americans, we're afforded too many luxuries, if that makes any sense? Like, because in when I say that, meaning that because we have so many options and so many things to do that we don't, I guess, appreciate like the things that we do have or we don't because we can buy cars like big cars and big houses and, and they're affordable. They're afforded to us that we don't want to do smaller things and maybe save more money in, in that case. You get what I'm saying? Do you- yeah, 100%. We get jaded because we're so overexposed to this stuff. So whenever you do achieve a goal, even if something small, we don't get nearly as excited as we should or get as much pleasure out of it as we should. That's my thought on yeah. it. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? I can definitely see that. Uh, there's a lot of little things that you don't notice about America that are different over here. I, I, I don't even think about them constantly. Like, I couldn't even think of them right now. But like when I'm out walking around, I'll notice things and they're just, just different. Everything in America just seems to be easier, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, think, I think that kind of makes people fall in love with how it is there and they don't really feel the need to leave. And so they don't travel like they should and they don't see things. We just have we have so many conveniences at our fingertips constantly. Yeah. You know, no matter what Absolutely. you're trying to accomplish, there's something. I mean, let's say I want a candy bar. All I have to do is go a block down the road and I can get a candy bar or you know, whatever the case may be. I've got, you know, stuff at my house that does stuff for me. I don't even have to lift a finger. Yeah, I, I think the best thing that for not just Americans, but I guess just for any culture to do is go to another country and see how they live. Because I think mm-hmm. me, before I went to any other country to play ball, I always thought the way Americans did everything was the best way, was the only way to do things. And then when you visit other cultures and see how other people live, you're like, oh, wow, that's more efficient or that's the better way to do this and that. And it, it like broadens your your mind that you know th- mm-hmm. this is not the only way to do things or there are other there are better ways to do things like when i came to japan it's like they have so many different ways and and better ways that that i thought of than being in the, in the states and i'm like oh wow i wish that we had this in in america or i wish they did it this way in america you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah b days for example what about them that's an efficient way to clean your Rear end, but Kevin refuses to conform to that culture. (laughs) It is. I'm stubborn. What can I say? I'm stubborn. Sorry. When in when in Rome, you know. Hey, why not? But you know what? I think that's the problem with us Americans, right? Because it is so expensive for us to leave our country, which is facts, to go travel, do whatever. We think that and and we're also taught from the time that we're born that America is the greatest Mm -hmm. country, you know, everything Americans the best, etc. Whereas if we were to travel more and experience more cultures, I think that we would probably be a better nation, to be honest. I agree. Plus, like, I think so. I definitely. With the, with the culture of excess, too, it's like 
where Nate is, a lot of those streets were communal horse-drawn buggy streets hundreds of years ago. So like they can't move all those stone buildings or redo everything. So they have to have smaller cars and bike-friendly and transportation. Like in 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 uh, England, if I want to go to a city, I don't think of a plane. I think of a train because that train system right. is embedded into what they do. So uh, I'm going over again in May. And when I go to Liverpool, I will take a three-hour train and not think anything of it. But right. over here, it's like, oh, shit, we got to get a plane. Like I know it's a hugely – smaller country compared to America, but it's like, you just don't think about that in comparison. So over here, it's like, what massive tank style car can I have to take my one child to school in? So my neighbors right. see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't notice how big people are at home until you leave and then come back. Really? Oh my God. No, I mean, no one over here is over. Oh yeah. Everybody walks everywhere, everybody eats, and then you go home, you just start looking around, and everybody is like, yeah. it, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's I believe bad. that 100%. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I look around and I'm like, I mean, what is going yeah. on? But the sad thing is, it's because people don't, they don't have to mm-hmm. exercise. They drive everywhere. We overeat because we have food no matter what at our fingertips yeah. at all times. Yeah. And then we got places so, like, I mean, a place like Planet Fitness, no, no disrespect to Planet Fitness, but like a workout place that they serve pizza. They have pizza days that like, (laughs) (laughs) like, no, no disrespect because they, because there are people there working out and it is affordable and, and, you know, less pricey, but it's like, even, even our workout places, we have places that, you know, that you can gain weight at too. So it's, man, it's crazy because everything is so accessible to us and we don't really have to work for anything. So it, it's just kind of like how the Olympics mm-hmm. are sponsored by McDonald's that makes messaging. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, crazy stuff like that. But like, like Nate said, uh, going into different parts of the world, it, it opens your eyes. Cause, um, the, the weight problem in, in the U S and we, I mean, you see it, but you just kind of desensitized by it. Cause you see it every day. But then when you go to another country and everybody's super exactly. slim and, you know, fit and because they're eating better than us, you, you know, you come back and like, damn, what's going on? Nate, was this the first country you'd been to outside of the U.S.? No, I've, uh, I mean, outside in Europe, I went to Greece nice. uh, a couple years ago. Uh, but other than that, just like Puerto Rico, Bahamas, stuff like that. Canada, yeah. Mexico. There's a new Jamaican restaurant up here, Ash, and someone tried to say, oh, did you have, uh, have you ever had Jamaican before? I said, well, I had jamaican ish i went to jamaica but it was like a walled off resort for for tourists <laughs> and i was like i don't think i really had it and she's like this will uh, burn your face off and i'm like no nah, can't do that not good yeah well i can tell you because actually they just recently opened and they actually brought us food at the oh, radio man. station is it good so i had oh my god their Dang. jerk chicken is amazing they didn't have oxtail that day so i was really oh. disappointed but i hear their oxtail is amazing too what you know about oxtail ash what was that kevin all Listen, right, I love right, me some oxtail, right. my friend. Yes. <laughs> okay. My sister's a chef, I to, so I yeah. Get, dang, I yeah. didn't know that. I need to get back. Right. Yeah, so when you get back, there's a <laughs> yeah. Jamaican restaurant now, oh, and yeah, it's split. it's really good. I saw on Truck's story that he's been there, so check it. Yeah. See what he thinks. It's lit. Yeah. Good idea. When is your season done, Kev? I said, when is your season done? 
Well, it depends on how far we go in the playoffs. Our last regular season game is like middle of April, but um, the, I think the championship game uh, is like middle of May. So the way they do it here is is a three game series, the the quarterfinals and semifinals, three game series, mm-hmm. and then the final, and then the uh, championship game is one game. Wow! <laughs> so, it's, so it's a yeah, it's a little the the rules here in the Japanese uh, league is a little bit different, and we have sixty regular season games, so. I'm the complete 60? opposite. I'm the complete opposite of you. I have like two or three games every week. So I have one. One a week I'm bored. Yeah, that's the worst. I'm bored. I mean, it's just it's just different than what I'm used to. We play like 34, 36 games between September to May. I'm it's, used to 41 from November to March. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a different schedule, bro. I told myself I would never do that again. Like it's the longest. It makes it so it makes the season much longer. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah, but I won't be done until like our last regular season game is mid May. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So anywhere from there until mid June. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's a long season. When did you start? September? August. October? I got here August 10th. <gasps> Dang, Nate, yeah. you're like gone almost all, all year. <laughs> no, it's a long one. Mm-hmm. That grind, overseas grind. That grind is real. I have re- mad good. respect to you guys for what you do because I don't know that I could do that. Not just the longevity of it, but being away from your family, being in a foreign country and having to adapt. So, Nate, I'm, I mean, I'm very pleased to hear that you've not had any problems other than the language barrier. Uh, yeah, I mean, not saying I haven't had any problems. It's gotten a little lonely at points. Uh, coming yeah. back after Christmas was definitely harder than coming the first time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially since you're so family-oriented. I'm sure that was difficult. Yeah, exactly. I got to get home and see everybody and realize what you are missing. Absolutely. I have to come back and yeah. be lonely again. I, I, I think... Aww. <laughs> Aww. I think the one good thing about being away for so long is that you do appreciate the time you spend with your with your family during the summer when you get back, and Absolutely. you make it a priority to spend more time with them because you know it's it's limited once the season starts. So I think that's the that's one good thing right. about it. All right. Well, one thing's for sure, Nate. Whenever you come back for the summer, you have to come back on the podcast to podcast with us. <laughs> When we're if, I, if I ever get another invite, I'll come back. Uh, Nate, you took so long for the first one. So. <laughs> <laughs> took so long. Damn, I wasn't even John Day or Kevin invited me. Uh, Dave had to invite me. Oh wow! Aww. Don't do that. Don't do that. Once, Shame on you, boys. Once you're I mean, come on. Once you're done big timing us, uh, I'm glad you finally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, honestly, outside of Ash and I, the podcast doesn't exist to Kevin, John, or Day. Wow, really? Day. Yeah, really? You're, you're focused on the game and life overseas. It's not your job to think about the podcast in the other days. You know what, though? Mad props to Kev, because anytime we say we want to record, he's there. He's ready. He gives us a date. He gives us a time, and he doesn't miss it. True, Kevin. He's reliable. I, I try. I try. Man. Just never know about John. <laughs> That's true. John is a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants kind of guy, and, uh, you know, he only thinks about himself. <laughs> oh, John. We love him so John, much. John said, oh, we can record one day. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll be there. And then we checked his Instagram story, Nate, and he was in Arizona. <laughs> And then we're like, yeah, we were I was trying to do the math and I was like, I think he could still make it in time. I, he, I, I, it's like two and a half hours away from Mexicali. And I'm just like, ah, I think he could. And then no, he was there another two days. 
Yep, exactly. That's why I checked. I checked that guy on Facebook uh, like an hour before we got on here, and I saw he put up a story five hours ago, and he was still up. Yep. <laughs> no, no chance he's getting. <laughs> But he's uh, he he's, done, he's done in three weeks, so we'll we'll be back on a more regular schedule because he'll be on Eastern time. Hopefully, hopefully. And then Jess, hopefully. and then Jess will keep him in line because she don't want to put up with him now she's heavily pregnant. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Take me home through those country roads, Mountain Mama. This has been another episode of the Final Forecast with me, one of your hosts, Kevin Jones, and my lovely co-host Ashley. That's me. And our producer, Dave, and our... That's also me. All right. All right. Nobody asked you to do that. But um, and our others and our special guest, Nate Adrian, thanks for uh, coming on. Appreciate you guys having me. It was a good time. Yeah, no doubt, man. Hopefully, we'll have you, uh, have you again during uh, another point of the season or some point during the summer where we're all back in Morgantown. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, man. No doubt. And... Uh, Everybody, I'm I'm doing a basketball camp. I'm trying to find locations right now. So can you please follow my accounts on Instagram and um, Twitter, KJ5Camps. And uh, yeah, for more dates and information, we'll, we'll be coming up soon. Ash? Yeah, also don't forget to fo- follow our Final Forecast uh, pages on all social media at Final Forecast. And of course, we're going to be keeping you updated on the TBT tournaments and other summer tours that we've got going on as well. Thank you guys for listening. We out. We out. Let's go. 